The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier eSport betting site. Log on today to bet on all your favorite eSports titles at the simple click of a button. Choose your game, choose your team, earn Unicorns, and who knows, maybe you'll earn enough to enter to win any number of fabulous prizes, such as Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins in their marketplace. Unicorn.com. Log on today. This is Chase Retro King Wassenaar. I am a free agent head coach and analyst, and welcome to day five of our League of Legends World Championship Guess the Lines podcast. It is so exciting to talk about the second week of all of these group stages because we get all of a group in one day. It is a very different type of challenge than what we see in the previous week. You're already sighing, Walter. And by the way, my co-host, if you can't tell about it. <laughs> Uh, the the lovely sigh that we've become familiar with after all these episodes and the video on the screen, depending on whether you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Walter C.A.D.'s Fedchuk. Walter, you're sighing. Do you not like this format? So I'm not the biggest fan. I'm, I, and it's mainly because I'm not the biggest fan of them swapping formats. Like mm-hmm. after like week one, they're like, OK, teams are only going to play one game. We're going to spread it out. We're going to make it nice and clean. Like, that's awesome. Week two, then they're like, all right, we're going to jam all these games into one day. And I understand why. It's because if they need to do tiebreakers for a group, they're going to do tiebreakers for a group on that day. Right. I completely understand it. But, like, the, the OCD in me goes off a little. And I, like, I get this little twitch in my eye when I see it. And I'm like, that's, n- that's not what you did. No, that's does not compute. Uh, and, yeah, it, it, turns, it turns gambling into a major pain in the tuchus because yeah. now you have to take into account like, okay, well, G2 plays rocks at the beginning. So does that mean they're going to just tilt all day and that, that G2 Albus Knox Luna game at the end is like more likely to go in ANX's favor? Like, it's so much fun well, trying see, to deal with all of that. That's the thing. This is where I'm going to disagree with you. I do think that that's so much fun because what it does is it creates a lot of artificial value. Look, these bets are going to change as the day goes on. Uh, Lines are constantly changing up until the game actually starts, and based on the results from the previous uh, games, the line is going to fluctuate. So if you believe you have a read on where these series are going to go and what we can expect from the teams that are playing, you stand to get a lot more value than someone who waits around and sees like, oh, but did this team do well in this one game or not? This is when being an esports gambling expert is going to pay off for us, Walter. And I understand, like, you know, I honestly, I I think that the other thing that's nice about this, and it's something that people don't talk about very often, because, yes, the biggest reason they do this is because it's more practical in case of tiebreakers. Absolutely. But I also do like the idea of, like, you know, for the first week, they span these games out, you get to play in one team at a time, you get time to analyze film, and then they say, look, you've had a week, (laughs) you should know who your opponents are, get it done. And get out of the group stage. And then you're going to have one week for your next opponent, one week for the next opponent. Like, I like the theory behind that. It's that real test of, you've got X number of days, make it work. And 
You know, I, I think that the teams we're going to see in this group, there are a lot of questions up in the air as to how they're going to make this work. If you want to hear our thoughts on these individual teams and how they did in week one and, and all that stuff, we did two hours of podcasts that you can find on the YouTube channel. If you search Rough Drafts Podcast, soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts, YouTube uh, or iTunes, I should say, if you look at the Rough Drafts Podcast on there and subscribe, we did all of that. And you should Totally go listen to Group A. Uh, if you haven't yet, go ahead and pause the podcast. It'll still be here, I promise. Uh, and this is not going to be that. This is going to be, we're just talking strictly gambling lines and really team-by-team team matchups because that's what these lines yeah. are at the end of the day. It's how do we think these teams are going to match up next to each other? And it starts with G2 versus the Rocks Tigers. And as you said, Walter, G2 is 0-3. A team that has started the group stage 0-3 has never made it out of groups. Do you think that G2 has any chance to pull off the miracle, given that we nope. already have three 2-1 teams? Nope, they're done, boys. Dunzo. Dunzo. Stick a knife and a fork in them. They're done. Uh, mainly because uh, they would have to beat Rocks. Like They basically have to go 3-0. and They have to go 3-0. and and they and would need everyone. They need one team to go two and one, and one team to go one and two. Yeah, at the and very just, least, it's just not going to happen. They're not going to be rocks. They're not good enough. They the synergy is completely out of balance, completely out of whack. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they're going to need to take a long, hard look at. I think three of these positions come off season if they if they really want to uh, improve as a roster. Yeah, and, and not that I'm the type of person to say I told you so. I certainly have never once brought up that phase on the podcast. <laughs> never, huh? I, never. I, I dare fans of the podcast to come up with even a single example. But, Two days ago, AHQ. <laughs> yeah, but, but sorry. outside of all of those, um, it's important to remember that when G2 dropped kickers for expect, I said at the time I thought it was a bad move. I, th- I understand that they had a commitment to expect, but I thought Kikas was the better player. I thought he had more experience with the roster. I thought he had a better sense of the macro play. And say what you will about Kikas and how he performed on Fnatic and everything else, expect does not look good. Kikas has, has more veteran presence to his name. I think the teleport problems wouldn't be quite as big of an issue. Maybe some of the landing would be slightly worse, but the teleports were never Kikas's problem. Uh, I do still believe that that move was a move based on, a, you know, a, a rush to make a decision, and and putting a player in a position that was clearly not comfortable. And congratulations, you got the worst of the two players. Uh, you know, Trick. You know, I, I love the guy in the regular season. He is a very intelligent player. He's not more intelligent than the Koreans that he's going to be playing in the Rocks Tigers. And I'm not sure he's more intelligent than the other teams in this group because they have been outsmarting him left and right. And Perks, I mean, again, uh, people gave me a hard time, and not just you, but people in general on Twitter. There were a lot of Perks defenders, and they said I was way too hard on him in my G2 review. I now feel 100% justified in every negative thing I said about him because all of the negative traits have been exploited on the big stage. And this is what happens. This is what happens when you get to the World Championship. People have seen you play. You know, in his case, there were 18 best of twos. You're looking at 36 games, plus four in the finals, plus four in the, in the semifinals. That's a lot of footage to learn, hey, 
Perks miss positions a lot. <laughs> like that just comes to roost at some point. And, you know, say what you will, you know, G2's never been in this spot before. But you know what? Ori hadn't, hadn't been in this spot before. That's a team that was literally run by ex Peke's mom as a manager that self-imploded literally less than a year later. If oh. they could figure out how to handle world's talent, G2 should be doing better than this. Their draft should be smarter. Their players should be better, well-organized. I, I don't that, like anything I'm saying. That, that's, like two di- that's like bringing up two different... Like, let's bring up apples and oranges here. Like The difference between Origin was that all their players, every single one of those players had some, some exceptional international experience. Except Granted, for Sven our, and Mithy. Except Sven and Mithy. Who now have exceptional international experience and are Fair on enough. G2. Fair enough. So the experience that Soaz and, and Amazing and Peke had was, was the dates back to, you know, season, in, in Soaz and Peke's case, season one. Like, well, they were consummate veteran professionals that knew how to show up at Worlds. And I, mean, I don't think there is anything like that on the G2 roster. I know you're about to be like, what about Ocelot? And I don't think Ocelot is physically there with them day in and day out being like, this is how you guys have to handle this. This is how it's going to feel. Here's how you get over it. You know, all that kind of jazz. Well, first so. of all, I, I'm never going to as- associate your boy Aussie with playoff success. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know people aren't going to like me for that statement, but... How he has do a the, family. I, like he does, and a wonderful family, and he still would be my favorite guest to put on the podcast if he ever decided to take us up on our offer. But that wasn't the angle I was going. I was going to say, uh, Sved and Mithy do have international experience. They should be the ones stepping up here. Uh, Mithy has not looked good, just straight up not looked good. And none of this excuses the fact that Young Buck has been in the scene for God knows how many years. He's the guy that's that the drafts. guy that if you want to bring up perfect playoff experience, you don't bring up his name. Well, look, he has playoff experience. It just wasn't good playoff experience. And let's be and let's face it here: people who like amazing in the way that he looked on uh, Origin back in season five certainly weren't singing his praises back when he was on TSM in season four. You know, surprisingly, I don't know what you're talking. About. Yeah, I'm sure you no, don't. No, but I, I, I bet you have a line for this game though. I, I do, because it's kind of a guest line show, yeah, so we need to have a line. So give me 10 seconds to just, like, I, yeah, I'm not making up this line on the spot. Absolutely not. I did my homework. I did my research, teacher. Yeah, you should just go ahead and give me a check on my homework assignment. Uh, it's, it's, it's Rocks minus 450. Yeah. I think they're, they're pretty, pretty heavy favorites uh, in this. And G2, they're going to get a win this, week, this game, uh, series of games, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be against Rocks. You know, it's funny. The first draft of this, you actually had rocks at minus 333, just to pull behind the curtain. This time you have it at minus 450. You would have lost the point either way. I said rocks minus 400, it's rocks minus 385. Which is unfortunately... (laughs) Yeah, no, good value. Um, uh, You know, in the sense that the casinos are going to win on that bet either way. But it does mean that I get to have the fun of betting against G2 for the rest of the day because I do think there's going to be value there. I don't think that an 0 and 4 perks is going to handle that pressure well. Did you see by the way the video of the Taiwanese casters talking about perks? I saw it existed, I didn't watch it. It is the funniest thing that you're going to watch this week. I highly recommend. I might even put a link in the podcast description. Oh, God. The Taiwan does not hold back. I will put it that way. It is it is incredible <laughs> and 
as someone who has criticized him for all the same things, I uh, I was glad to watch it. Uh, I can another only game, imagine. I can only imagine what they'd have to say about me then. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> I think they're a wild card region. I think their region's awful. Send all hate mail to two zero zero garbage lane. <laughs> In the city of Taipei in Taiwan. That oh, is my P.O. box in oh, Taiwan. Man. So, it's great. I just love how you're just, you've just accepted the role of being a wrestling heel on this podcast. Absolutely. Like the difference between you and me, like I feel badly when I make fun of a team. You're just like, yes, bring on the hate. It fuels I'm, me. I'm the Seth Rollins of the podcast, and I don't think that anything that WWE does will ever turn him babyface. It's just not possible. He's the consummate heel. And, and that is – I'm even tempted to go with the, like, the Jericho thing where I'm going to start like feathering my hair straight up and like bleach it a little. And I'm going to wear like this light-up jacket to Worlds, and oh, I'm just going to claim that I'm the best podcaster in the world. I mean, you first of all, you should. But second of all, we, we really <laughs> went obscure real quick. There's the crossover between our podcast and WWE fans <laughs> is just really loving this section. But for the rest of them, maybe we should move on. Albus Knox Luna versus Counter Logic Gaming. Speaking of heels! <laughs> oh, are they heels? Look, I understand that as Americans we're supposed to hate the Russians and everything they do, <laughs> but I love this team. I oh, love I watching love this team. I love them. And, and you awesome. mentioned before, they're on blue side in this game. This, you know, that means that CLG has to ban out the most powerful picks, you know, the things that you don't want to give up first pick, yep. and you have to ban brand because you're certainly not going to play it. And you have to consider banning the Tom Kench because Aphromoo's Tom Kench is not his best champion. No, it's not very good. So you it's ban those two in Syndra? Like, are, are those your CLG bands? Because that does not make me feel good. <laughs> those are pretty awful bands. If you had, like, I, I almost think you have to let the Tom Kench go through. Probably. I don't think I don't think that you can afford to send two bands. Uh, at at Licorice, even as though Licorice does more damage than his AD carry, in right? But that's on brand. Game. That was on brand, which you're gonna ban brand. G two not banning brand was absolutely just stupid. Sorry, young book, that was blatantly stupid. And you're you not- made some pretty stupid decisions in your team. <laughs> that was just blatantly stupid, and that's not something that Zix is gonna gonna waste time discussing. That's that's gonna be their first ban. It's brand done, out of the way, piece of cake. The Kench is not something that Lickrit can deal a ton of damage. It is requiring the team then to find damage from another source, which means if you're doing if you're doing like Syndra and you're doing Brand, do you maybe leave up Nidalee and see if PvP Stejos has a Nidalee? I can tell you, he does. He can play Nidalee and he's pretty good at it. So it really is gonna come down to this sort of game of cat and mouse of what OP are they willing to give to Albus Knox mm-hmm. and what Two of them are they going to get back? Are they just going to say, "Okay, here's Sindra and Nidalee, pick one, and we'll get the other"? I think that would actually be a really smart thing to do because Exmithy's Nidalee is very, very good, and so is Hui's Syndra. Yeah. So I, I think that will be CLG's strategy: is say we're going to leave up a bunch of power picks, and we're going to tell you pick one, and we're going to take two. I think that's what they have to do. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see both Aurelia and Solhan Syndra banned on blue side, which has to been traditional, but I don't think that Not Syndra. Not Syndra. Aurelian Soul definitely will be man blue side. I don't think Kira cares that much about playing Syndra. I think he'd rather take away the two champions that who he has looked the best on and not have to worry about it. But for the record, I just want to point out that Liquid's Tom Ketch did 13.9 thousand damage in their Tom Ketch game against CLG. Their top laner only did 14.2. And up until the very end, uh, and that's damage to champions, by the way. And up until the very end, it was this close. 
So Licorice Tom Kench is still in play, and that's why I love him so much. Um, it's that it's that one v one split push Smurf Trundle though. That's yeah. what you're. That's the. That's like that's not supposed to be a champion that's supposed to have a ton of damage to champions because it's literally supposed to be come fight me one v one in the side lane. Look, let me just have this man. I just like Secret's damage. I just context like is now, important. You're, you're right. That's a more honest view to the viewers. And honestly, this is where it comes down to. You know, we, we've said all these things about what we like about Albus Knox, and we do believe that Zix is going to be smarter and pick and ban. Is this where the miracle ends, Walter? Is this where we have to say goodbye to our Russian friends this is, and the this hype is, train that comes in? I'm, I'm stealing this from Tim Savinhusen, our, our good friend from Oracle's Elixir and the Score mm-hmm. East. Uh, he tweeted out something earlier today that was kind of a, a, a look at Albus Knox Luna, and they're not going to be able to sneak a Baron for a third time. That's it's true. not going to happen. And if you look at the gold graphs, as he tweeted them out, it is right when they sneak that Baron that the game was about to go downhill. Yes. And it's that Baron sneak that all of a sudden, boom, shoots them into a lead that they never give up. Albus Knox Luna is really good with a lead. They're really good at sneaking Barons. I'm not kidding you. When you go back and you watch LCL game footage, that their supports, it could still be laning phase. They could still be 2v2 bot lane at 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And both supports will go back, they will go to Baron Pit, and they will make sure that thing is warded from 1950 until the very end of the game. Because the Russian teams love sneaking Baron. Yeah. They love it. It is their favorite pastime besides drinking vodka. Like, straight up, <laughs> if there is an opportunity for them to sneak Baron, they're going to take it. So Can they I don't sneak think both? Get away. Do you think they can get away with both on the world <laughs> stage? I mean, that's how Russians get their superpowers, right? So, I mean, I mean I, all jokes aside, I... I have some stories. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I, um... I, I agree with you. I think it's very hard to get away with two Baron sneaks and not have teams expecting it. On the other hand, Albus Knox wards better than most teams. Uh, that was one of the other things in, in Tim's write-up about warding and everything else. They placed more pink wards than most teams. They were very good at warding. Uh, and that's going to be helpful. Now, is it no, going to... that wasn't what he said. He said the opposite. He said, the he opposite? said their warding is awful. Yeah, their warding is awful. D- did they I have... You, 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 mis- you misread the tweet. Yeah, he, they have the second worst wards per minute. Out of oh. any uh, any team at Worlds, they have the uh, they're in the middle of like wards cleared. They're they're just underneath average. Um, Vision wards cleared. They're at you know in the middle of the pack. Damn, um, you're just then, killing my hype boner, man. This sucks. Yeah, I trust me. I want them to win. I would love to see this CIS team make it through. Just those two things that Tim brought up really. They killed my hype boner. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want, I want a jersey. I want them to make the semifinals. I want to see them at, at Madison Square Garden. And then I'm watching my twi- tweet deck. And also, Tim Sevenhues is like, you know, Walter, I just want to kill all your hopes and dreams of having a Ukrainian slash Russian team at, at, at the quarterfinal. Oh, I was like, aw. Well, that leaves Aww. us with the line, which, you know, again, the, if, if our love for this team was killed by a couple tweets, I can only imagine what the gamblers looking for value said. So where did you put the line, Walter? I have CLG minus 250. Yeah, that is a little too low. And by a little, I mean quite a bit. I said minus 320. It is CLG minus 400. There's still value here. Because uh, Albus, Albus Knox can plus still win 300. Yep. 
that's in play. Like, I, honestly, yeah, it absolutely. comes down to like, I, I understand that the Barons change things. But I also do think like Smurf's Poppy was really good. Like he did a really good job of holding on to that ultimate until exactly the right time in team fights. I think it's going to be really hard to ban out the Poppy and Nivea combo and the brand and whatever power picks you're worried about on blue side. So something powerful is going to get through. And I think that if you're PvP Stehos, you just say, look, you don't have to first pick a jungler for me. Like I I feel plenty comfortable with whatever they take and, you know, take a first pick and whatever power thing that you're most afraid they're going to do. This is going to be a real test of Darshan and Huhi, because if they are ready to get out of groups and to make it to the quarterfinals, those two are going to be the two that step up. Those two are going to, because we don't worry about Aphromu. Aphromu plays great no matter what he does. Xsmithy's had a good tournament so far. Uh, Stixay has played above average. Uh, I think he's exceeded my expectations at least a little bit. Uh, it's going to be on who That's he, fine. when it's not Aurelian Soul or Syndra, and it's going to be Darshan in general. And those are the two positions that I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see. The problem we always have with wild cards is once people take a week to figure them out, they tend to be figured out. But who knows? Maybe they actually got scrims this week. So plus 300, I do think, is decent value. Uh, now we're going to go into the game, which might not mean anything to G2. But there might be some Western pride on the line. Like G2 might be one of those teams that says, like, look, I can't get out of this group, but I can take you down with me. I can bring you in to the See? bottom of this pack. See, I think it's more important for them to make sure Aldous Knox doesn't make it out. Because they're literally neighbors. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair. That's what I... Honestly, if you want to talk about, like, oh, no, if I'm going down, I'm taking you down with me, I can see it's going to be the guys that they see on the ladder every other day because Aldous Knox plays on the Europe West and doesn't always play on, Rush, on the right. Russian server. Almost in now. fact, in an AMA, Kira said, I haven't checked that. I haven't been on that server in two years. Look, as so, someone who coached in Turkey, I can tell you that any team worth anything plays on the EU West. doesn't matter whether they're playing Russia or Turkey or, you know, anything near that area. You know, even the Eastern countries, you know, oh, but there's, you know, uh, Europe, Eastern. No, everyone plays EU West. All that's, that's where all the best players play. Um, and certainly... I think there will be some stuff there. But here's my thing. Here's my theory here. I'm going to get all mind game here. Go ahead. Here go, go, and go be a I'll be the Bill Simmons body language doctor. Okay. I don't think if G2 goes 0-5, they can handle playing against Albus Knox. I think that if G2 loses to Rocks Tigers, I think they need to beat CLG. Or they're gonna game five. They're gonna be zero or, or game six against Albus Knox. They're gonna be zero and five, and what? And uh, Young Buck is just gonna say, you know what? Pick whatever you want. Have fun. It doesn't matter anyway. It's, and that's it's why I think they win that game. game. That's <laughs> why I think they'll win it. All the pressure will be off of them. That's, see, that's an interesting point. I just, I, I don't know. I, I they, they need to win this game to like. If they lose this game to CLG, it is completely over. They can't do anything to save it. If they lose to Rocks, it's completely over. It is mathematically impossible yeah, if true. they lose yeah. to Rocks to get out so of it. So it doesn't matter. So neither one of these games matters. But there is something to be said. The EU versus NA. If you're G2, right? You know, Russia, whatever, they're not gonna they might not even be here at the next worlds. But you know how much Reddit is going to eat it up 
if a European team beats a North American team, finally. And they get to say, like, wow, CLG, you're so good, and yet you couldn't even beat our worst EU team, lol, 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 lol. Like, there's a lot of Reddit pride at stake. No one on Reddit is going to be rooting for G2 to beat Albus Knox. The, the story is too fun. But the Europeans would love nothing more than to knock NA down a pet and said, oh, you went 6-3? and three? Well, here's the start of your tumble, and it starts by you losing to us, and then CLG closes their day with rocks. And if they are 1-2, and two, that leaves room for Albus Knox to get out of this group. Then Albus Knox only has to win one game. That's when things get really interesting. I, and again, the, you know, these are all what-ifs and conjectures. You seem to think that G2 having lost to Rocks Tigers in our more than likely, you know, hypothetical world uh, will mean that they'll be more free. I think that that might clam them up. Either way, we've got to come up with a gambling line for it, Walter. CLG versus G2, who you got? CLG minus 200. Okay, and I get this one. I said CLG minus 180. This might be the most perplexing line of the week. It is CLG minus 125. Which means as an underdog, G2 is minus 105. So this is a bet where I'm telling you guys at home, wait until G2 loses to Rock's Tigers and the line will move. And that's where if you believe in Walter's theory of you know, Young Buck just saying, you know what, guys, it doesn't matter anymore. Just play for fun. And that unlocks them like it unlocked uh, all of the Chinese teams last year. No, I mean, no. look at what happened last no. year with China. Okay, okay. So I, I want to I channel some WWE here. So I want everyone at home to give me a hell no. That's right. Hell no. Bring a little stone cold in here. Hell no. Bet the farm on CLG. Nope. Not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, I... I wouldn't say not a chance. Not I, a chance. I would say that if G2 plays anything like they did last week, CLG will crush them. I will say that both of us thought that G2 was the better team heading into the tournament. And they've proven they aren't. They've proven they might be the worst team at the tournament. But outside of INTZ. I remember a Chinese team that happened to be in Group D. You might remember them, Walter. They were a team called LGD Gaming. They went 0-4 in their first four games and then won the last two in stomps. Because yes, as soon what, as it didn't matter... prompted that? Because it didn't matter The return matter of anymore. Thorin's Lord and Savior, Flame. <laughs> really? Is that is that the revisionist history we're going with? That is the revisionist history I'm going with. <laughs> okay, that's no, fine. G2 doesn't stand a chance. Look, I'm, it's the, not happening. This is that great. Is no, I, I love when we disagree. This is fun. I say if G2 loses, the line's going to move. It'll be a positive line for G2. There's value there. That's why you want to bet on CLG before the line moves. Well, well again, you're assuming, you're assuming, that, well, look, if you're betting CLG, this is the best line you're going to get. Absolutely agreed. Okay, absolutely. If you think CLG wins, no matter what G2 does, take the minus 125. That's the best odds you're going to get. But if you think that G2 can grab the upset and they could be the LGD gaming of this year and when the pressure's off, all these younger players that have been stressed out, you know, Perks finally just says, you know what, I'm going to go ham. I don't care that assassins aren't in the meta. I'm going to play what I'm good at. And Trick just decides he's going to do some crazy ganks and try to throw the rest of that team off. If you believe there's a possibility of that, you can get plus odds before this game starts. I guarantee it. So it's really which school of thought oh, you're yeah. going to go with. Look, you, you and I disagree. It's, it's wonderful that we do. 
Um, we're going to move on uh, because we could disagree on this forever. Albus Knox versus the Rocks Tigers. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, yeah, laughter, la- laughter turning uh, into just a sigh is really the only appropriate way to respond. Uh, why couldn't this be our last? Why couldn't this be their last game? Can we can we just hoist a, like a white flag before the game starts? Like I have like this would be unprecedented in world's history. But what if Albus Knox says, you know, like they play CLG. Let's say by you know sheer they force of will. CLG. No, let's say they beat CLG. Let's say they're three and one, and they they realize like this G two game we have to win. But if we play Rocks Tigers, they're gonna crush us. And they say, you know what? We forfeit the Rocks <laughs> Tigers game. No, we forfeit. We forfeit the Rocks Tigers game. We're going to move immediately to G2 because we don't want to get tilted. Can Not you do that? No. Is, is that well, legally what, allowed in the tournament? It probably isn't legally allowed in the tournament. <sighs> but two, no. That there, there is nothing in Eastern European or Russian pride and their blood that would ever allow them to do that. I mean, that's, Never. that's fair. Never. I can just Never. tell you, and I understand scrims are not... The, the world championship stage so i am not trying to equate these two but i have seen team like that's a big thing they always say about scrims right is like the last thing you want to do is continue playing a game that you've clearly lost because then your players get tilted and then they're on edge and remember they play g2 right after this so whatever happens in this rocks tigers game that's what's going to be going through their mind when they play g2 and that worries me so if i'm elvis knox I find a way to lose that game as quickly as possible. Just forget about it entirely. Throw it away so that your mind is fresh I, for G2. It's not going to happen. I, it's not going to happen. <sighs> no matter what you... I, like, that's why I'm just kind of like being so firm. Like That is not going to happen. They're going to fight tooth and nail. Of course. And they're going to make Rocks win that game. They aren't just going to roll over and say, we don't want to get our feelings hurt. We don't want to go out and tilt for the G2 game. They don't care. They're going to get... They aren't going to worry about the G2 game. They're going to say, no, we're going to get our win right here, and this is going to seal yeah. us into into a, a groups, uh, getting out of groups. That's and, what they'd rather do. And and the so. funny thing is with the Rocks Tigers, we saw it with their early game mistakes, right? If ever that was going to punish them, Albus Knox has more film on it. We we saw that they were behind at the ten minute mark against Albus Knox. Like if Albus Knox plays smarter, which they did as the week went on, and Rocks Tigers takes them lightly, which is something Korea does do. It's you know what? It's in. I don't play. think any Korean teams are taking anyone lightly now. In week they, two, because they all yeah, not a chance because they all lost because they, they all saw realized. the EG. Yeah, no yeah. one went three and zero, and that matters. Yeah. It's the first time that everything happened in a was long very time. close. I the SKT might still be like, okay, whatever. It's it's Flash Wolves. Like we always lose the Flash Wolves. Who cares? Like we won't yeah. have to face them ever again in this tournament. Like uh, there's there's that true. possibility with SKT, but like there's no way EDG is going to overlook anyone. There's no way Rox is going to overlook anyone, and Samsung is kind of like, well, we can't overlook anyone because we have to win two games to get out of this. So I I sure. I hope so. For the sake of what the semifinals and finals are supposed to be, I hope that that is the case because the Rocks Tigers went in as clear favorites. They're supposed to be a powerhouse. They should assert themselves. There was just there was a lack of energy with them in all three of those games. And you know, I, I you know, there's some rumors behind the scenes and, and whatever else. I'm not sure this team is a hundred percent in it. I want to see it this week. They very well they could come out. They could smash G two just beat up Albus Knox and then depending on whether, you know, the the G2 Albus Knox game goes, they could probably either coast through the CLG game knowing they've already gotten through as the one seed 
Yeah. Or they'll just stop there too so they can say they went five and one. But this is where we have to guess a line. Note that none of this was actual analysis because actual analysis says that Rocks beats Albus Knox 99 out of 100 times. There's, there's nothing to say there. So we have to come up with conspiracy theories. Where's the line, yeah. Walter? Uh, I have Rocks at minus 750. Coming okay. down quite a bit from their, their first matchup. Well, they did come down quite a bit from the first matchup, which was minus 10,000. It did not come down as much as you think. I had it coming down even more. I had it Rocks minus 600. It is Rocks minus 2,500. It's worth five bucks. Out five bucks on Albus Knox Luna plus nine hundred. It's I, worth five bucks. It's worth it. Plus, it's you get your. Bucks. That's your first point of the day, Walter. Congratulations. Hey, Lamau. <laughs> Welcome to joining the guest of the lines game. <laughs> it's nice to have you here. <laughs> I just have to say, it's a very long week, Chase. Uh, Don't you know what happens when you taunt karma? Karma likes to bite you. Yeah, says the guy who's been making a, uh, Taiwanese jokes this entire podcast. So. And yet they have not come back to bite me. It's weird that Taiwan is literally, it's like, it's brushed off me. It's like I'm it, Luke Cage and it's they're a firing long, bullets at me. And I'm just like, huh, weird, nothing's happening. It's like, a long week, my, my friend. Suit. It's a long, long week. G2 versus Albus Knox. It'll be the longest of weeks if Albus Knox goes 0-3. Oh. That's that's my biggest concern. Is like we just hype them up, and even like when we were in the doing our live show, like I, I think in the Q and A, someone asked like who's more likely to get through CLG or Cloud Nine, and the obvious answer is CLG because there's no way Albus Knox Luna does oh. it again. But that's not what either of us said. <laughs> like, we, I mean, I, I, I said I said both. I said both CLG and Cloud Nine make it through. I I want Elvis Knox to get through. Honestly, what I really want to happen is I want Rocks to fall apart and Elvis Knox and CLG go through, and then we're like, "Oh my god!" See, here's what I'm hoping for. Here's Dang my hope. Time. I think I want Rocks Tigers to go three and zero. I want the other three teams in the group to go one and two. So we have Elvis Knox versus CLG in a tiebreaker. That's what I want. Tiebreaker, winner goes home, or loser goes home, I should say. Winner gets to, to go on to the next city. That means CLG, that has, that means CLG has to beat Elvis Knox. Elvis Knox loses to, or beats so you, you G2 and G2 beats CLG. G2 beats CLG, yeah. Which, Elvis Knox beating G2 is probably the most likely, and I think that oh, G2 absolutely. could beat CLG. I don't yeah. think that's out of out of play. That That is my dream scenario. The I think chance. it's in play. The, the key to doing it is, A, they have to assume that G2 is still on tilt. That you just have to assume if you're, if Albus Knox is going to beat them, you're going to have to assume that they're going to be playing very aggressive, and that's the thing. Like against CLG, that kind of unbridled aggression might actually work because I don't think who he is a particularly amazing laner. I don't think I'm saying anything controversial by saying that when Aurelian Soul is banned. Uh, whereas Perks could maybe bully that once or twice. You know, Trick does like to gank in that area. Um, whereas Albus Knox, like. <laughs> They will embrace the chaos, man. They will absolutely... If you're going to go crazy, they'll go crazy. They, they were born in the insanity. They were molded by it. They played in Russia. Like, I've seen Russian teams. Um, this, is, this is something that would not... It would be a question of mechanical skill at that point. And I think that one of the things that we brought up is I, I think that mechanically, these teams are not that far apart. Mm-hmm. It's going to be game planning, and it's going to be how much did these teams learn from week one? Yeah, And the biggest problem we have, and the reason that we're much more down on Albus Knox than we were in our preview podcast, is because 
what are the odds that a Russian organization that has never played at an international tournament before suddenly becomes these masterminds who take more wins? But you know what? So much other crazy stuff has happened at Worlds. We can't rule it out. What we can rule out is what the casinos think, because they actually tell us that. We know for a fact what that answer is going to be. Yeah. Where do you think the line for G2 versus Albus Knox goes? I have G2 at minus 145, because I don't think they trust wildcard teams. I said G2 at minus 130, because I also didn't think they trusted wildcard teams, or G2. The actual line is G2 minus 278. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Albus Knox is a favorite. So, I would have just... No. What? No, it's Albus Knox at plus 210, though. Which, again, I, I like th- it. Those are good I like odds. It. I think I like Albus it. Knox's odds against both those Western teams are good value for what they are. Absolutely. And totally agree. If you see anything even remotely promising from G2 against Rocks, which, by the way, their first game against Rocks literally came down to a Baron steal by Peanut. Otherwise, G2 probably wins that game. And two of the greatest Ken and Alts in and, League of Legends and, history. And two of the greatest Ken and Alts of League of Legends history. But. All three of those things had to go perfectly right for Rocks to beat G2. So there is still life there. There is still a team that, if nothing else, does not want to hear about vacation memes for the next five months. Which, which, to put it bluntly, Thorin tweeted out that apparently their CSGO team mm-hmm. made an excuse that they're about their poor international tournament performance was because they went on vacation. Oh, Aussie, buddy. Boom! Oh, no. Boom, they're never going away. They will never, ever go away from G2. Look. It's never going to happen. Even if that's true, why would you say that? Like, you you know, you already have hands-on experience. This is how people are going to react if you say that you were on vacation before a tournament. You know for a fact the exact conversation that's going to come down. You pull that card twice? What about the first time made you said, oh yeah, let's run it back? I hate this stuff, I hate this stuff, I hate this stuff. This is, I, as someone who is looking at PR things, I just can't help but wonder what in the world would lead them to actually publicly say that. Aussie, we love you, buddy. Someone needs to tell your PR team that the words vacation and G2 should never be in a sense again. Never again. Not until you do well at an international tournament again. Just don't do it. Don't it's, don't do it. It, it. It's in a response to an interview with uh, with G two Shocks on TeamDignitas.net. Basically, the the question was, uh, you know, you guys uh, were big favorites. A lot of analysts were putting you in a top two favorite at ESL One New York. Uh, some were even saying that you were going to take the tournament over SK Navi or VP. But then a lot of in game issues happened that resulted in different results. In your opinion. What went wrong? Shocks. I think it's a result of what we were doing since August. We came back. We had a really long break. Like, had one month of holidays. And it was way too long. And since we came back in August, we effed up our competition and are making a big failure in New York, which is continuing. So on that one month break, you guys spent about a month on holidays. So it's only been recently you guys have even been practicing again. Shocks. We came back to practice in mid-August before, but we went on one month of holidays before that. Uh, It was really hard, you know, when you don't touch the computer for a lot of time. So, yep, vacation memes are are ever-present. Well, I mean, the good news is that internet access isn't widely available throughout all of Europe, so if they wanted to practice, they could have done something in that month. I, uh, I'm going to move on because otherwise I'm going to say a lot of expletives that are going to get us in trouble when we edit this podcast. So last game of the day, 
Rocks Tigers versus CLG. Walter, you need this to tie me on the day and ensure that I do not extend my lead. This is this is the game that's most interesting to me because there is a version of this world in which Rocks is 2-0 at this point. They're up 4-1, and this game means nothing to them. And there's a version of this world in which Albus Knox pulled off a victory and this at, at some point, and this win means everything to CLG. Whether Albus Knox beats CLG, which would give him a second win in that, and CLG would have to get a better record than them, or if Albus Knox beat G2 and CLG at least needs to match pace. So, so we have one team who needs everything and one team who this could mean absolutely nothing. So, so it doesn't matter because it does mean something to Rocks, Whether they've cinched their seed or not, it means something because CLG was the team that already beat them. And they That's beat them true. with the cheesy Aurelian soul. And I, I know Koreans seem like they're robots. They have no emotions. They have no pride. They have no nothing. I guarantee you Rox is going to look at that game, whether they have the first seed cinched up, whether they're already top two. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. They're looking at that game going, okay, revenge time. Yeah. We're talking about Rox Tigers, where their biggest goal is we want to beat SKT. That is literally what has been driving them for the past year, is I mean, we need to beat SKT. Read anything Emily Rand has written for the score on, on Rocks Tigers. She's written multiple so. articles about them. She's literally lived with them for a week to get to understand them better. This is a team that cares a lot about winning. And they might have taken it easy the first week. But they remember when they've lost a game. And they do not want anyone from North America saying, Ha ha, we went 2-0 and on you. That's <laughs> not something that Rocks Tigers wants. So you're right, and this is why I think that CLG might be in trouble, because, again, G2, in theory, should be a good matchup against CLG if G2 grows a backbone and remembers how to play League of Legends. Mm -hmm. And Albus Knox then would only have to get one game, and that would force them into a tiebreaker, unless it was the CLG game, in which case, (laughs) then they just straight up go on. So... Did I do that? It's it really is. This game means a lot to CLG. Um, you know, G two can play spoiler twice essentially, but CLG a win over Rocks because of the where their wins are placed. This is going to mean a lot, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I don't think it's going to matter because I think in the battle of Kuro versus Huhi, knowing that Aurelian Soul will not be allowed again, uh, the jury finds in favor of Kuro pretty much every time. Stix A is good, but he's no prey. Uh, Aphromu is really good, but so is Gorilla. And Smeb versus Darshan. I, I really don't feel like I have to explain my point there. And Not even bringing up Peanut versus Xmithy, which well, I think actually goes Xmithy's way. Well, this I think is, Xmithy is a better player. Well, and this is where I will say, I don't think Peanut plays as poorly as he did last week. I think Peanut was the weakest link of that team last week. I think that's a safe thing to say. Uh, he had a lot of miscues, failed ganks, just not being in the right place at the right time. Spent too much time farming at certain points. Um, I can't nod my head enough. Yes, you are completely, yep, but you're completely right. Peanut was a world-class jungler throughout the entire LCK split. He was a world-class jungler throughout the LCK playoffs. He was a world-class juggler when they ended up winning that 3-2 series against KT Rolster. And trust me, they needed him to step up in that series, and he did. I don't see any universe in which he does not step up in a big way. That's just where he's going to be. Um, 
So for me, you know, if it's just based off last week, yeah, last week I think X Smithy played better than Peanut. I also think that was Peanut's worst week of professional play in quite a while. And I do agree. Not, I do not think that's something that CLG should be counting on. It could happen. Sure. That's why I didn't mention that one. I don't really know what to make <laughs> of that because I'm just not used to a world in which Peanut looked as bad as he did and X Smithy looked as good as he did that week because he looked well, very I mean, good. He, I mean, he's been getting better and better and better. Ever since that Sejuani old, it's like that one moment was the moment where he realized he had to make changes in his life to ensure it never happened again. He like went to some Buddhist temple on the top of a hill where it's constantly snowing and asked him to train him in the art of being a League of Legends jungler. And it's just every offseason he goes back and learns more and more and more. And here we are. And Saint and Saint just says, of course, my son, I will teach you the ways of Mrs. Smite. (laughs) 43 minutes, guys. We were 43 minutes in before the St. Vicious joke. I just want a timer. We're going to, I mean, it, it, it's bound to happen basically every episode. So it's good to. Yeah, some, some, some way, somehow, I'll make fun of St. Vicious and his inability to hit smites. And I appreciate it. I should have done, done it when we were talking about Trick. I mean, look, man, it's never too late to throw out a St. Vicious joke. But it's also never too late to throw out the line for this game. It's the last line of the day. Walter, where'd you put it? I have rocks at minus 333. Okay. You do get the point. Hey! So, so you remain even with me in the challenge. I'm at 19 points. You're at 16. If your guys are wondering, like, wait, that doesn't add up to the number of games played, ties exist when Walter and I pick the exact same line. Um, I said rocks minus 320. It is rocks minus 476. Is that higher than the G2 line? It is is higher than the G2 line. I'm glad you mentioned that. What? I was also confused by this. I (laughs) I think a lot of people are saying that the theory here is we don't know if G2 is going to be any good. Yeah, to to put it in decimal odds for you European friends of ours, it's 1.26 against G2 and 1.21 against Counter Logic Gaming. And it's funny because when CLG and G2 play each other, they still have CLG as the favorites. But when you judge these teams separately against the Rocks Tigers, they think G2 is more likely to pull off the upset. Even though CLG beat G2, beat both of them, I'm so confused. Well, here's the argument. Do you really, are we going to come away from Thursday's games and say... Man, I can't believe CLG beat the Rocks Tigers twice. Is that what we're going to say about the group stage? Or are, are we, we going to say, oh, look, say, G2 beat Rocks Tigers. G2 finally showed up. After a week, they finally made a play, and uh, what a game it was. They show up and beat Albus Knox Luna. They're not going to beat CLG, and they're not going to beat Rocks. Really, you honestly think that it is more likely for us to be saying at the end of the week, boy, G2 really took it to Rocks Tigers over, man, CLG went 2-0 against the Rocks Tigers. I, I, I don't know. It baffles Look, me. I'm the guy who thought that G2 was going to go 4-2 in this group. I had high hopes for them, even with everything I said about perks. I, You know, for me, it's one of those things where... It's been a comedy of errors for them. And, the, you know, the Baron sneak in the Albus Knox game, the Baron steal and the two perfect Smebolts, like this team could be two and one. And if they were two and one right now, we would feel entirely differently about these lines. Now, granted, they're 0 and 3. And, and, you know, as we've said before, we can play the what if game for forever. 
But that's the only logic I can come up with for the casino lines, is to say that G2 was 0-3, but it was a strong 0-3. They play in the SEC. Those are quality losses, Walter. Whereas CLG, their loss was to Albus Knox Luna, which means they could lose at any time because we're not going to give Albus Knox Luna any credit. And the Aurelian Soul was just cheese. And the f- opening day, I guess, doesn't mean anything. Just, just, I, just want to make one point. G2 lost to Albus Knox Luna, too. Uh, yeah, I under, look. Yeah, but that was off of the, the Sneaky Baron. That's the thing. You can doesn't just, matter. They still lost to him. I'm just giving you... CLG lost off the Sneaky Baron, too. Like, I am I, giving you the devil's advocate. I think it's a dumb line. I think CLG plus 320 is good value. I think it's way better value than G2 plus 265. I'll tell you that much. Like, I agree. Something more likely to happen. Yeah, I, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. I'm just trying to come up with the world in which these gamblers set these lines. And the world is G2 came a lot closer to winning two games. And CLG, if Aurelian Soul doesn't get through, are almost certainly one and two. Almost certainly. Is there any way they beat Rocks Tigers the first time in a round without Aurelian Soul? We're gonna find Maybe. out. We're gonna, we're find, gonna out. find out. It's a, it's, and we're gonna find out a lot of things on Thursday, and and hopefully you guys have found out that this is a pretty awesome podcast that you should totally listen to more of. Don't worry, there's plenty coming this week. Friday we will be doing, uh, I believe it's Group C that plays on Friday. I gotta double check that for a second because I am not good at. Yes, I am correct. Group C plays Group on C. Friday. Group B play. Uh, play no. Group D plays on Saturday. Group B plays on Sunday. Just like today, we will be putting out those guest lines uh, at about eleven o'clock OCD! before the day starts. So you will have all of those fresh and ready to go. Um, you should definitely. Uh, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of those on YouTube. It's the Rough Drafts Podcast. We're really close to having our own URL. Just search Rough Drafts Podcast. You can't miss us. Um, you can also subscribe on SoundCloud.com slash Drafts or on iTunes if you search Rough Drafts under the podcast section there. Um, for those of you who cannot see our Twitter usernames, it's always good to let you guys know where you can reach us. Uh, the podcast is at Rough Drafts Pod. That's where all of our live tweeting will be happening. I am sure that Walter and I will be watching every single one of these games and hopefully some tiebreakers. Hashtag the dream. Uh, Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? Well, you know, five out of five Walters approve this podcast and you can hear all of their opinions right at the Twitter handle that I'm pointing at, at C80s underscore lol that's five out of five walters this is like a multiverse just like in rick and morty i was gonna say we're getting close to the 25 schmeckles or your podcast back <laughs> like that's that's where we're leaning towards and if you want to hear more terrible jokes like that i am at red shirt king uh please do uh comment to us uh give us some feedback we love hearing from you guys uh and we love the live stream we did we're probably going to do one next week so thank you for all of you who tuned into that uh it was really awesome talking to you guys and actually getting to uh troll both you guys and each other through you in the twitch chat so um until tomorrow when we will be great breaking down these group c gambling lines goodbye internet